Liz got a dress from some random guy. I'd be like, sweet, can you get another? How many can you get? It's <laughs> <laughs> a nice dress. It looks expensive. You should definitely collect them all. so good okay welcome to uh, the newest episode that we've created of the what a disaster podcast right right that's the what we're doing one. the newest one yeah i'm your host gregory allen and today we uh we were expecting elizabeth but i only got a richard sawasinski um maybe we'll give her a call if if she's around see what's going on uh we watched uh, a movie yeah, week. man. Yeah. Um, but I guess first and foremost, we should make sure everybody knows that you can go to Podwad on Twitter. Yeah. Uh, Wad Podcast on, on uh, Instagram. You can hit us up on the Facebook, all that good stuff. Yeah. Give us a call. Yeah. If you guys. 9113 Yep. That's our phone number. Yeah. If you guys want to talk to us, send us feedback. Yeah. You want to be on the show? Send us feedback. Yeah. You, you, we'd love to have you. Yeah. You seem, you seem really great. I really like you. Yeah, your hair looks good. I mean, yeah, very I mean, presentable. Maybe if we did video stuff, you could be in that. I know you're a little self-conscious about that outfit today, but you put the work in. You look great in it. I mean, the outfit on anybody else would not work, but you pull it off. Yeah. So I just want you to know, you look, yeah. And just remember the bar at night, the lighting is low. Exactly. Exactly. So, yeah. Um, This is like the second episode of our third season. This is the second episode yeah, of our third season. I, I don't think we've done anything for a little while we took a brief hiatus oh the mcu burned us out it killed it really us. did the mcu snapped half of our energy yeah and then greg and i we get really excited about reworking the show so we've been reworking the show and then we ditch half the ideas that we worked really hard on yeah. to rework the show and that's the way that makes the most sense yeah uh yeah so we we finished up the the journey through the mcu and now we're going to go back to the 1950s right to watch yeah. the movie morning departure which I guess is also known as Operation Disaster. I think the movie came out in either 1950 or 1951. Yeah, you know, it was. It depends on where you lived when the movie came out. Yeah, it's a it's a British movie. It really, obviously, an old British film. Yeah, and obviously know, based on that name, right? <laughs> Was well, that anything but British? You said 1952. Yeah, yeah. Morning Departure. I think they yeah, changed... there were no movies in America in 1950s. No, so. no, no, no. I think I think I thought you were talking about it being old, not the fact that it's British. But I really couldn't tell because they had the movie star accent, so it was kind of difficult it's, to tell. It's <laughs> it's it's uh, it's a mix of American movie star accent. What I, that has a name and I can't remember what it yeah. is. We're gonna do it, Greg. We're gonna hear Yeah. <laughs> um. Well, don't you look lovely today? That kind of thing. Going already, Andy? Yes, I feel like a bit of it. He's got a hangover, if you ask me. Out of the town he was last night. What? Andy? And you engaged to be married? Huh. Don't know what the younger generation's coming to. As a matter of fact, I went to the ballet in Weymouth. Well, I Did don't you know. know. I knew a ballet girl once. I think she was. Used to do 100 somersaults without stopping. <laughs> Anyone coming? Okay, Andy. I'm not going to sit and listen to them two blarney. If you hadn't got your hook up, my lad, I'd put you across my knee and smack your Irish bottom. Still wet behind the ears, eh? So, Greg, we kind of started, um, I wanted to mention, we started, reason why we started back in this old film is because the first episode of our show was an old movie, and our buddy uh, Nick Havert wrote a book. He called, wrote a book? A whole book 
about disaster movies. And um, well, Nick is a, is a fan of the band. Uh, he's always been a fan of my band. He used, he he seen us on tour. He plays us on his radio show. His Nick's band awesome. is Sisters of Your Sunshine Vapor, a Detroit-based psychedelic rock rock band. Yeah, they do psych is. rock. We have two new songs. You should check them out on the Spotify or whatever. When I went to see their show a couple weeks ago, there was an eyeball projected on the ceiling. That was my idea. It was an eyeball. Yeah. It was looking at everybody. It was checking everybody out. Actually, apparently it was several eyeballs. It was not the same eyeball the whole time. Yeah, we did kind of like an Andy Warhol thing. and Multi-eyes. It got a bunch of people to look at an old security camera, recorded it. Yeah. Because we're artists. <laughs> <laughs> so Nick, Nick's a cool dude. Uh, he also is a comic book artist. He makes uh, comic books for adult movie and stars. he's a detective? And he's a detective. Yeah. He's uh, one of the most prolific people I ever met. Prolific. Yeah, prolific. That is a word I've never heard you use to describe a human being in my life. He's he's a pro being lific, dude. Pro at being lific. You're an amateur lific. The, the book is called The Golden Age of Disaster Cinema, A Guide to the Films, 1950 to 1979. Yeah, yeah. You know, Greg and I, when we started this, we kind of were like, let's dig into a genre we don't really care that much about, haven't really thought that much about. And then Nick wrote this book after the first couple of seasons. We're like, all right. So now what we're going to do is we're going to, do like two or three old movies and then do a new movie. Yeah, so that sounds good to me. Yeah, we're gonna work through this. You didn't book. run this by me. This is all being sprung we talked on about me. this. We've never, we never, we, we never had long conversations. Once. I called you at night. He's had long conversations with the like the air. The, yeah, I mean you I had mm, conversations with well, you. Well, if you call me late at night, I'm probably napping. You just put me on speakerphone and go mm-hmm. and like do some chores or something. Exactly. Yep, sounds good, Richard. Mm-hmm. Yes, put me next to like a boombox. But yeah, this uh, the book goes. You know, as it says, as the title implies. Kind of the golden era of disaster movies, which started in the 1950s, early, very early 1950s. Uh, oh, 1950, according to the title. Look at that. Yeah, very. Uh, and runs through 1979. So it avoids uh, the 80s, which is the most important That's decade. 80s. 80s was action schlock golden age. Like that was yeah. Arnold Schwarzenegger being Arnold Schwarzenegger. But it's also when we were born, so the best decade. Um, No. No, my 80s kind of stunk. <laughs> I think we've had these conversations before. Those get personal. Eight-year-old do, Greg do, was really deep in the cocaine scene. Oh, God. I, cocaine and new wave. It, I used to sell lemonade just so that I could get a bump, you know? I was right. seven, eight years old and work in the corner with my lemonade. And Ten glasses for just, just a sniff, huh? Exactly. I could get I could get maybe maybe five minutes worth of, of good stuff. Yeah. The Devil's Powder. Yeah. <laughs> so today's movie, Operation Disaster. What was the what was the other title? Morning Departure. Morning Departure. Because they left in the morning. Because it was the the morning time when they left. Th- that's that's yeah. the flick. It was uh what nineteen fifty fifty one. It was it was the fifty fifty. It said fifty in Nick's book. And we're gonna say Nick knows. I think it said fifty one in Nick's book and fifty in the elsewhere that I've seen. But that's all right. Doesn't matter. Fifty or fifty one, depending on where you live. That's Who all that are. matters. You're finding out whether or not you like truth or lies yeah yeah just let's be real here for a minute you suck that outfit does look terrible and we were being nice earlier yeah sorry that outfit will look terrible on anybody but it's especially bad on you it's like you didn't even try i know i Who mean you this? haven't bought any new clothes in like seven years you just dug it out of like All right, the bottom challenge drawer. question number one let's get started richard the british film operation disaster nick opened his book with this film which was directed by Roy Ward Baker and written by W.E. Fairchild and Kenneth Wallard. Richard, there's 30 seconds on the clock. Break down the plot of this movie for me. A bunch of very, very serious men 
get into a very, very, very small tube where most of them die. That was like eight seconds. Oh, and uh, you learned a lot about their lives before they died so okay, that so you, you could feel really good about it. All right, so 20 seconds in. Yeah, that's that's about right. That's a fair fair assessment. Greg, 30 seconds on the clock for you, buddy. Break down the plot of this movie. All right, so what we did was we learned that there were several people, 53 people passed away, 65 people got on this ship. So this this is a submarine, was going out for a test of its new like snorkel system, had just gotten installed, they're not doing any crazy military stuff, they're just going for a quick spin and then they're coming back. And it picked up an old World War II mine and fucking killed 53 men. Uh, and then the remaining people were stuck in the, the amidship section of the submarine and were waiting to be rescued, basically. They were stuck on the bottom of the ocean. And basically a Thursday afternoon for me. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. IMDb in these old movies has the most like lazy descriptions. The crew of a submarine is trapped on the seafloor when it sinks. How can they be rescued before they run out of air? Um, badly. Yeah, yeah. They how can they? How could they possibly? How could they do that to them? Why is IMDb asking me? You know, they have the whole movie in front exactly. of them. Exactly. You've got the damn plot. This is presumably you're just gonna leave it on a cliffhanger like this. So listen, if you're trying to find this movie, good luck. We'll do our best to describe it for you. We spent a lot of money on it. If you find it, um, honestly, it was a pretty good movie. I would say, yeah. uh, better than I was expecting it to be. It it didn't, uh, it didn't overextend itself. For what it was trying to be we can talk toward the end of the episode we'll we'll get a little spoilery but there were some yeah. things that were uh kind of obvious yeah but there's some, there's some greatness what i like about classic cinema is uh they don't always end a film the way you expect it to because there's they don't they just end it the way the writer want to end it yeah and so the ending of this movie is a little strange so normally Richard has like all the people that are in the movie. Yeah, I didn't. The, I forgot. To, I meant here. to do that six times and I didn't. Let me uh, let me go back. I'm gonna rewind here in the book because the book has it for me. Um, John Mills is Lieutenant Commander Armstrong. Nigel Patrick is Lieutenant Manson. You know, you know, we got various people, but the most important thing here is uh, Richard Attenborough plays Stoker Snipe, and he is also Hammond from Jurassic Park, which. I did not even realize him. He's a baby in this. Yeah. Oh, he's very young. Probably sure. 20, 22. He plays a uh, mechanic in the movie. Yeah. And a bitch. That's uh, a very kind way to describe a person. It, it wasn't. I didn't mean it to be kind. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I have a couple plot points in here because um, for these older movies, I, I assume nobody's going to really be able to find these or watch these before. So I want to I want to bring these a little bit alive for you guys. So um, plot point number one, Greg, why were they on this mission? They, uh, the ship had been recently outfitted with a new style of snorkel, and it was just going out for a test run. They, I'm assuming they, like the snorkel device is a way to gather air from the surface, right? Presumably. Yeah. I, I mean, that's what it sounds like. That's what it sounded like. Yeah. I don't, that's what it sounds like to me. I didn't look that up. I mean, it seems it's a fair assessment. And maybe of, the snorkel for the um, periscope, perhaps? Oh, okay. Yeah. Maybe but, that's when you raise a periscope, it also brings air in. What I find not interesting about that. Okay, is, tell us about the boring stuff, please. They started this movie with, yeah, we're the whole reason we're even in this stupid fucking submarine that most of us are going to die in. It's just, just a test run, not a cool battle, no no real, no mission to save the world, no important, like, objective. Just so, you know what? For a run. Uh, what, what is interesting about it is just that. Like, the military is way more likely to be running... Uh, training missions or test runs than they are to be in an actual combat scenario. Okay. Yeah. Um, 
And the fact that this movie didn't even try to go to combat scenarios or anything like that, I thought was great. And then it hit a mine that was left over from World War II. Yeah, these were peacetime people. Yeah, they were this, just this was after cruising. World War II, and it was just a mine that was adrift and was still active. The submarine happened to get close enough that the electronic system triggered it, and the thing blew up and, and killed a bunch of people. So, I'm going to tell even, you, I've seen this movie three times, and every time I've watched it, I was like, I was like hoping that this time they'd be able to get, dive under that mine. That was probably that was a really well shot scene. The suspense of them, they're going like, we got to get lower, we got to get lower. You think they have it? Like, yes, they've made it, and it's like, boom. There, there are a lot of parts of this that had really good suspense sequences and good tension. I really enjoyed most of this movie, but uh, the 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 suspense was very well done. But unfortunately, fifty three people who we never met die immediately, right? Yeah, because so, they so. The fore and aft of the ship are both blown completely off, leaving only the amidship sections of the submarine. Uh, that is literally what it sounds like. It's the middle of the, the That's the terrifying. Submarine. You're just in this tank the, at the bottom of the ocean. So what happened was they saw the mine. They knew that the mine was going to fuck their shit up. And so the, the commander, uh, the captain of the ship said, lock everything down, seal all the doors. So they locked everything down. If they had not done that and the mine went off, the whole ship would have flooded and everybody would have immediately died. Right, right. So, yeah, we got a couple people who lived. They're the same people you kind of met at the beginning of the movie. So Okay, so let's, let's go back to that, to the beginning of the movie, because there were so many weird scenes. Like, the start of the every, um, it seemed like every male-female conversation, husband-wife, um, every one of those interactions seemed like they were in strained relationships. Yeah, they were, like, every one of them had needed to do some work at home. Yeah. Uh, as soon as, as soon as the scenes ended, they all ended with a lingering shot of the woman's face, uh, whether it was the wife of snipe or the wife of the, the captain of the ship. Yeah. And they both looked like, as soon as the men were gone, like, ah, finally they're gone. <laughs> it seemed like there was just some bad news at home, but for like different reasons. I think the captain of the ship though, I don't think she was excited. He, she was excited because he was gone because she would get nervous about getting up to that point. You know what I mean? She wanted him home she with wanted the baby home. because she didn't want him to wake up the baby early on. And then yeah. as soon as he left, the baby started crying. She was just, she was having that new mom bad news. And he was brain. definitely like, I'm getting too old for this shit. He yeah. was, he was Danny Glover and Lethal Weapon. He was out. We should have been the first clue of this guy's um, every time fate. he Every time they show the end of one of his scenes, it should end, end with that saxophone hit from... <laughs> From Lethal Weapon. <laughs> he was definitely getting too old for that shit. He was spending the whole movie wanting to get home. But Snipe's wife, they weren't clear on this, but I think she's cheating on him. Uh, yeah, it seems it seems like she is very much open to the possibility of another gentleman caller. She's going out dancing, and Snipe's not into it. He he wants to stay home. I get it. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm that guy. Everybody has that kind of night. I don't want to go out every night. But then she also had gotten like a dress as a gift from some dude. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Uh, things aren't good in the home front. Things are rocky. Like, how much did you spend on that dress? Oh, it was a gift from who? A, a guy. And it was just, normal. Yeah, That's completely totally, normal. Yeah, absolutely I'd be, normal. I'd be oh, completely okay with that. I would be fine. If Liz got a dress from some random guy, I'd be like, sweet, can you get another? How many can you get? <laughs> <laughs> It's a nice dress. It looks expensive. You should definitely collect them all. Yeah. It's like going to the bar. Somebody buys, tries to buy her a drink. I'm, she's like, that guy should have bought me a drink. I'm like, free drink. Just okay. don't go home with him and I don't care. So the kind of last plot point I want to discuss. So all you really need to know is 
they spend 20 minutes getting to the point to where this submarine's just a giant rock a, a capsule at the bottom of the ocean yeah it's just a it's just a people yeah. pill and the captain is a brilliant man he puts together a uh, escape plan immediately but during this process snipe is losing his shit he doesn't want to die in the bottom of the damn ocean yeah it turns out this is like um rain on his wedding day this is too many spoons and all i needed was a knife this man was terrified of being in a submarine he was yeah. very claustrophobic and now he's gonna die in one actually let's let's touch on that that submarine did not look nearly as claustrophobic as i expect a submarine to feel i think it was a little bit uh, the ceilings were a little high yeah it seemed like a, it just did not seem like there were people struggling to to move around in there. a little too ironic and yes i really do think um yeah so snipe was kind of a shithead throughout the thing and nobody liked him ah, and no. he knew nobody liked him and he, he, didn't, make, about he that. didn't put any effort into making people like him. I don't have any friends. Well, I'm a baby. I'm just, I'm like Snape, but more Snipey. My girlfriend hates me. My, wife, go... my wife hates my guts and gets dresses from other men. Ooh. I'm going to kill everybody with dinosaurs. Whoa. Well, that's what he does later. That is his plan. He's trying to find an ocean or a, an island in the ocean that he can breed his dinosaurs. Because the guy that played Snipe, did we cover that already? We covered that already. Yeah, he's Hammond. Yeah, the guy he's played, Hammond. The, bot, the guy who played Snipe is Hammond. Full circle to a Jurassic Park episode. Jurassic Park. Uh, you want to take a quick break? Yeah, we can take a quick break. We're going we're gonna to take a quick break. I don't know how much time we spent recording. Do you have a timer? No. Hmm. I don't know how much time we spent I have a phone. Recording. I left it in my car. Yeah, he left his phone in his car. I'm not going to need my phone. Not he very said. long, though. It's been, about, the it's been about 15 minutes, 20 15, minutes. 15, 20 minutes? Yeah, I mean, like, that seems fair. Oh, wait, wait. Do that voice again. It's basically me. Uh, just where's my phone? I don't use my phone, so I'll just leave it in my car. Now say, I'm sorry I'm late. I'm sorry traffic. I'm late. Traffic, you know? Just tra And the <laughs> gas pump was so slow. This is great. I was just like, I was. I gotta get gas because it's a really long trip. I'll wait until the last possible <laughs> second and I'll get gas before I go to his house. Even though I could just go after on my way home, it just makes way more sense to delay this even further. So... I'm going to do that, and then I'll be there. I'll probably grab a snack, and then I'll head over, and that'll be fine. This is spooky. Like, after this, can we call Liz? This is just Richard and Richard. <laughs> Welcome to the Sawasinski Hour. This is Richard. We're going we're gonna to go take this quick break, like Greg said earlier. Oh, you're going to call Liz? We're going to call Liz. We're going to call Liz. She won't even out. know that it's me. She'll think it's Richard. All right, bye. <laughs> After the members of Detroit Psych Rock Trio Sisters of Your Sunshine Vapor almost died while flying back from their first European tour, they got off the plane feeling strangely transcendent. The result is what High Times Magazine described as a THC-fueled doozy. Listen to the new single, Dr. Helicopter, by Sisters of Your Sunshine Vapor on Spotify now. We're back from a break. Welcome back Ooh, to... What, back. Why are you interrupting me every time? Are you, We're the What a Disaster podcast. podcast. And you it's know not what is a it's disaster? It's joining you. It's helping. You I'm helping. are a disaster. Co-hosting. This is what a co-host does. Oh, co-hosts just talk over the co-host, huh? It just Everybody's just talking McFan, over... But is this McFan, fun for Ed everybody McFan. to listen to right now? Ed you guys McMahon, loving this? Ed is McMahon, it just super great Ed, to Ed, hear everybody just Edward talking McMahon. over each other while they're here? 
Is this good listening? Is this good radio? You great? Are you having a good time? I'm having a great time. I'm having a great time. Our this listeners is great. aren't. I'm glad I problem. came over today. I'm glad we did this. Yeah. This is you excellent. look great, Richard. Thanks. I told you that. You look yeah. terrific. It sounds like it. Yeah. Nice yeah. pants. <laughs> Can we get on with this? Are those corduroy made out of real corduroy plants? Yeah. Made out of the South African edition of corduroy. Why don't we move on? Why is everything about race with you? Anyway, welcome back to the What a Disaster podcast. Uh, yeah, we're talking about the, uh, the, the 1950 disaster movie operation morning, departure, morning departure. operation disaster. disaster, morning departure. In, so in the prologue to this movie, they mention a de- well, there's a dedication to, and like they considered the, the fact that this came out at the same time as another nautical disaster at the time, there was a, uh, uh, her majesty's ship truculent, truculent, which collided with the Swede with a Swedish oil tanker called the Divinia. And that was on like January 12th in 1950. And the movie came out in February. Yeah, it came out February 10th, it looks yeah, like. Yeah, so like a, a month later, they had a title card dedicating it to uh, to, to that event. And kind of the, the studio took that into in, in under consideration before they released the movie. Um, oh, yeah. So this movie to make in 1950 cost around 150,000 pounds. Uh, that's a heavy, that's a heavy money to have. That now is about three and a half million pounds. Really, with adjusted for inflation, makes sense. The sets are really nice in this film. You could tell, like they built tanks and stuff to drown people. I in. mean, three and a half million dollars is still like nothing budget yeah. for a movie. Uh, although there weren't a whole bunch of different um, locations that they shot in, it was just like some shots of ocean stuff, and then people standing around for the most part. Marketing costs back then were less too. You just kind of show the movie out. Yeah, it, but yeah. you know, they spent like think about the film cost at that time. The, oh, for sure. It was probably a lot more expensive. To get I think that they, they had to have um, been very good with their their filming. Anyway, they they considered that that stuff when they released the they movie. Did. They didn't great. even know this is a fictional story, yeah. and, it, and it got hit really close to home to this really neat recent disaster. And I mean, this is still really close after World War II ended too. Yeah, sixty four men died during yeah. that yep. situation, which is a big deal. And uh, their submarines from then on all started putting lights on their submarines called truculent lights. Because you know, named after the the HMS Truculent. The, you know, it's way easier to not collide into something if you can see it. Yeah, if, it was if it's the not real clue they had. That's what they learned or take away from that scenario. Oh, they also said something I thought was interesting too. Um, yes, the are you talking about the the fact that the uh they they kind of ensured that to the audience that Morning Departure did not exhibit the latest developments in submarine escape and salvage. Yeah, they're basically saying, listen, we probably could have saved these guys. In the real world. If it had happened now, yeah, like actually right now, it would not have happened this way, is more or less what they were what they were saying. We have our thumbs up our asses, but not that far. Right. This is a work of fiction, and you should take it as such. Even though it didn't feel like a work of fiction when you're watching it. It felt like they were telling the story. So, yeah, they did not have modern salvage techniques. I mean, the, the submarines, it was one of those, it's like the an early generation of as far as submarines are concerned. And so they clearly weren't considering the easiest ways to pull them up. And it's unfortunate, but sailors were the ones that uh, learned the hard way that we don't necessarily know how to get you out of them once they've sunk. I mean, that's why, uh, that's one of the things on, um, what was the main guy? Oh, Snape, Snip, Snip, Snapper, Snipe. Snapper, Snipe, Snipper. That's the one thing like, um, Snipe was, was saying is they go, well, why did you take this job? If you're claustrophobic and he's like, well, it pays more. 
So they paid these guys extra to take this dangerous mission because yeah. they don't have a, they, at the time that I'm assuming, presuming at the time they didn't have a good way to get them out of the ocean. Right. Like, and he got yelled at for, they got chewed out for right. even saying that. It was pretty good. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty funny. The commander yelled at him for it, which is good because he needed to be yelled at. He needed at to be yelled at. He uh, taught him a lesson, I think. He really, he really yeah. came around later on in the Really movie. important lesson that he'll, he'll carry forward. Lasted, I think he carried it the rest of his life. A man in your conditions got no right to be in a submarine. Why did you volunteer? I needed the extra pay, sir. You needed the extra pay. Do you know why we're giving that money? Because we might have to cope with an emergency like this one. And the first time it happens to you, you decide to risk the lives of your shipmates to save your own miserable skin. It's a pretty rotten kind of a bargain, isn't it? You're useless to me and a menace to everyone else on board. Now, get out. This is one of the parts I thought was kind of interesting in this movie, because the, the captain was really, he was really organized about how we were going to escape. He was like, all right, we have three chambers left. Yep. And we well, have two. Two. Oh, you're right. Two chambers left. And we have these, um, these rebreathers. There weren't, it wasn't scuba gear. It was like this, like, um, I don't know what you would call it. Basically emergency evacuation kits for getting the hell out of submarines. Yeah. <laughs> and he was like, we'll do four men at a time. Cause there's 12 of us and we'll do three, three sets. The first right. four men will go in this one chamber. We'll flood it. And you guys will swim up to the top, which I'm not sure if they had to worry about the bends at that depth. Even if of... you did, it's better than dying in the bottom of the ocean. Right. Like, if you have two choices, yeah. slowly raising yourself up to the surface of the ocean or dying at the bottom of the ocean, which one are you going to pick? Right. Well, I'm going to, yeah, the one where I don't die, I think, unless, unless you're up there waiting for me and then. Can I point out though, nearly a shark in sight in this movie, which is great. They yeah. had not yet gotten to the "we need everything against these people" point uh, uh, in filmmaking. That, That's a good point. The people who actually left, the, the, the sailors who actually did escape, they got out. They, they were no, like no problems with their escapes. They all survived. They were like you didn't even get to see them survive. It was presumed they weren't like all right. Here's three more obstacles for these guys. And the camera, if it was a modern movie, the camera would have switched to the ocean where these guys were fighting sharks with their bare hands. Yeah, and- it would have been just silly. <laughs> there would have been illusions and there would have been, yeah, it would have been obnoxious. So, so it would have had a flashback about their kid waiting from at home and, and which would have get, helped them gather the strength to not drown and swim up to the light. It yeah. Would, it yeah. would have been a very intense moment. Somebody with a broken leg would have swum up to push somebody the last few feet and then get eaten by a shark. Yeah. He would have, he sacrificed himself for the hero. Yep. Or knifed a shark from behind at the last moment, oh, man. like a guy we thought was dead. I think we're already describing a better movie. I don't know if I'm complaining or lamenting that I wish this had something happened. <laughs> it could be both. We, I mean, we can do both. Right. It's fine. Yeah, we're so just going to make a movie, I guess. Those guys just escape, and then they give another four, and those guys escape. And they told Sniper originally was going to go out with one of the um, early crews. Yeah, so there were two groups. The first group went out, and they had everybody thought they had um, enough life jacket things to ev- evacuate everybody that was on board. Mm-hmm. And what happened was the captain found out that during the blast, a number of their, their uh, emergency kits were destroyed and were not usable. So they only had, they had 12 people and only enough vests and gear for eight to get out. Yeah. First group went out and then the captain and the second group, the, 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 the rest of them were there and the captain's like, well, we're just going to draw cards. Right. Whoever gets the highest cards, the four with the highest cards, they're the ones that are going to escape. And it, it is a really good, admittedly, everybody could have just said, all right, one, two, three, flip right. instead. But they did them one at a time to help build this tension. And Snipe and one of the other crew members both got jacks. Right. And so it was a tie for who was going to be leaving. Um, and Snipe was freaking out like, well, why shouldn't I? And 
everybody was he was just being a total dick. It's not fair. It's not fair. And he, lo- he ended up losing on the last car. Nobody likes me. And ended up sending another guy up. And as they were preparing, um, he was freaking out. And the captain was like, "We would you trade spots with Snipe so that Snipe just gets the hell out of here and doesn't cause anybody? You know, because if he's freaking out, he could hurt other people, hurt himself, cause more problems with the mission. For sure. They're going to be down there for, it could be days. As they're trying to climb out, Snipe's like, I can't leave. My wrist hurts. And made excuses to stay on the ship and yeah. sent the other guy out. Because one of the other guys tackled him earlier because he was freaking out. He kind of like grabbed him, pulled him away. And he was like, oh, yeah, I hurt my wrist when I was doing that. Yeah, I, was freaking I hurt, out. hurt my wrist when I fell. But uh, you kind of find out later on, like his wrist is fine. Yeah, his he, wrist was, is fine. he was just being bullshit. To, to He realized he was being a shithead and let that guy go. He felt bad. Yeah. Uh, it was so, a redemption arc. Yeah, pretty much the only redemption arc in the movie. And we had the highest stakes of um, the game more that I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> right. It was like, all right, two cards down, one card up. <laughs> yeah, they should have played Real War for that. Like, the, the that card game is fine. I haven't played War in a long time. But yeah, that was that whole whole sequence was really good. They flipped the cards one at a time, obviously, yeah. to build the tension. Because in reality, everybody would have just been like, all right, flip them. And everybody would have flipped at the same time. I was really worried I was going to have to hang out with one of those strangers for the rest of the movie. I was like, I don't know any of these other guys. Right. Like, None of the people that were we were introduced to at the beginning of the movie. Yeah, I didn't want to have to get to yeah. know somebody else. Not that junction. I was already 20 invested. 20 minutes left in the movie. Nah. We're going to give a Ricky quiz here. True or false, Richard? Mm. Submarines are a 20th century invention. False. That is tr- correct. It is false. Submarines have existed since at least the 16th century, or at least the concept of them. So... Oh. How about that? I know that they had submarines in the Civil War because there's some weird piece of trivia that I keep hearing about from that. I know that I read, um, was it uh, 20,000 leagues under the sea, 10,000 leagues under the sea? What is that? I don't know, 50 million leagues? 5,000 leagues under the sea. I read that a couple times as a kid. Whole bunch of leagues under the sea. Just a lot of leagues. A whole slew of leagues. Just just a pile of leagues. A whole pile of leagues. Every league you had was under there. And they were down there. The only place you'd expect to find leagues. Under I think the it was sea. twenty thousand leagues under the sea. Wasn't I think it was twenty thousand. I'm going to Google that too. Yeah, it's twenty thousand leagues under the sea. Submarine voyage. There you go. There we um, are. That, that movie came out in 1954. The original one. Did it really? Yeah, four years after this one. Oh, how about them apples? I think the book came out in like 1890 or something. Uh, yeah, like the that. book is old. Um, it was published in 1870. Mm. So there you go. Julie Verne, one of my favorite. 1800 authors in the 1800s. Let's bake a break into this episode right here. Yeah. We're going to bake it. We're not going to take a break. We're going to bake a break in. You're going to think there's a break, but in reality, I'm not even going to stop talking. I'm just going to go immediately into the next, uh, the next phrase, which is rules for gallant submarine commanders. Be able to do everything that your men can do. And that includes frying eggs. I'll cook my own. Don't shave that beard off. It scratches. How long have we got? The boat leaves at 7.30. I can never understand why the Navy always insists on doing everything at the crack of dawn. The sea is there all day. It impresses the taxpayers. You know, you're wrong about that beard. I'd look pretty sensational. Don't shout. What was that? Don't make such a noise, you'll wake the sprog again. Oh, sorry, darling. There are spoilers that follow here. Yeah. This uh, is a... Uh, Beware. Kirk, I feel like you're allowed to ha- take the spoiler room from here every horror movie because you made it up. You know what? It's not my room. 
Is that your room? That's their room. That's their room. We don't need a spoiler room. But like, Besides, spoiler room is appropriate. But it's like a boiler room, but spoiler room. Yeah. It was a play on words. It was a, It was why I said... Oh, because boiler room's scary? Yeah, boiler rooms are, are usually considered scary. If Freddy Krueger hangs out in the boiler room. Yeah, he lives like in a... Well, that dies, deads. He deads in a... He deads. He, he deads, he deads in others a, yeah. in a boiler room and himself. Yeah. So we're not going to call it a spoiler room. We're going to call it the spoilers the spoiler section <laughs> of the podcast. A little longer phrase, but... Still just as effective in We're, conveying its meaning. Yeah, let's finish the movie and then we'll just digress. Yeah, we'll digress, digress the shit out of it. So here comes the spoilers for the movie. After that, stick around and you can hear us talk about other bullshit that we're excited about. Because I think that's the most exciting part of my day is being able to communicate with a human being that's not like six years old or younger. So not me, your audience. Yeah, my audience. Yeah. So everybody gets out. The first eight people escape the ship. And the plan was to flood the main part and escape with the extra vests, but those did not exist. Yeah. So now those last four people are stuck in the ship waiting for them to salvage it, pull it out of the ocean. They didn't even try to fix those vests. They didn't even pull them out. They go like, dude, Maybe. they were shredded. Like they how? showed them. They were just ripped to shreds. You think mice? No, from the explosion. Oh, they from the explosion. That, yeah. I didn't even catch that because I've seen that room seemed fine. Otherwise, <laughs> right. Uh, no, they would, <laughs> There was, there was a mine that blew up and killed a bunch of people. I don't know if you caught that at the beginning. Yeah, some people died, but that room was fine. 53 just... people died, Richard. Yeah, uh, but here's where we find out that in all actuality, 57 people died because the last four people did yeah. not get out. So they started salvaging them. You get your hopes up because they're like adding air hoses to get fresh air circulating down yep. in the ship. And the whole time they're, they're hooking it up to out. the, yeah, they're just hanging out. They're talking about what they're going to do. They're talking about their futures, what they're going to do with themselves, their lives. The and captain's really giving it. I don't remember that one guy's name, but he's just really giving him shit for saying blimey too much. Oh, and the, the, the second in command got sick from, from what he just got sick and died. Like he had some sort of illness. He fell ill and was laying and coughing and had pneumonia or something. I think he said he, a, he had just gotten over pneumonia or something. And like all this kind of like brought yeah. it back. He uh, just dies from lack of oxygen. Fucking died well, down no, there. There was a there was a gas leak. He was already sick, but then he was sitting in this bunk and there was like a gas leak right oh, above carbon that's monoxide. Right. Leak. Yep, yep. And he was in this like carbon monoxide pocket and, and he and was, just died. Yep, he died. I had to rewind it three times to figure out what happened yeah. because I was like, wait. He was sick and then put him in, they put him in a place that was making him sicker and then he fucking died. Which sucks. So there's 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 down to three now. Yeah. But uh, Snipe was helping him the whole time. That was part of his redemption arc, is now he's just helping this guy. Yeah. The guy who had to drag him off earlier. Yeah. So they got this They got this done. Uh, they got hooked up to the ships. They started hoisting them. And then a storm rolled in. And rather than risk the lives of the two ships that were above, they took metal cutters and they cut they, with like torches and cut the, the cables that were hol holding the submarine up and just dropped it back in the ocean. They just dropped it back in. And there's this like other guy involved in all this. He, he was... You remember him? There's this whole other guy who was from like home base or whatever. Yeah. And he knew these guys. He was like, oh, I have to go and help. He shows up. He does nothing but look disappointed when he can't rescue him. That was his whole job was yeah. like, what do you mean we can't get him? <laughs> it was like, the, there are two things that can kill you. It's luck and the sea. And <laughs> luck is enough on its own. But here it was, or I'm sorry, luck and bad weather. <laughs> luck and bad and weather. And they had bad luck and bad weather. And so they had to uh, drop him back into the ocean, which, which left the last three survivors. Yeah. Blarney. Just dead. Blarney. Gone. Which is unfortunate because I really wanted those guys to live at that point. I, I was say, not expecting that. No, because you ending. hung out with them for a while. And the captain's yeah. like, was kind of a dick at the first, but he got way nicer. Died, the people that died 
were all the people that we were introduced to at the beginning all of the, the movie. All the people who had more than like two lines of dialogue. Yep. Yeah. If they got character introductions at the movie, they died at the None end. None of them survived. Not one. Nobody lived to tell their story. What's with the fucking guy with the bird? The Barmy guy? <laughs> the yeah. one that like had a, he, he was holding a pigeon in his vest and feeding it. And he was like, I'm going to release it when we're out in the ocean. Somebody else gave it to him. And he like somebody else was going to do that. And he took it from him because you're going to get in trouble. He took it from him and ended up having to keep it. So he took the blame for somebody else's issue. That guy died. So he, he felt bad about it. So he was like, oh, I got his pigeon. So he opened like right before they were about to go under at the beginning of the movie. He like climbed out of the hatch and let a bird out. And it was like, this is a submarine, not an aviary. <laughs> And made him go write it in his report because yeah. he's a dick. He's like, blarmy, Captain. Blarmy. Yeah. <laughs> cool, I just thought of something. If old Nobby hadn't been sent home, he'd have come out with us. And then he might never have. Blarmy, what a thought. Higgins, that's the fifth time you've said blarmy since we started eating. If you can't speak without saying it, for God's sake, keep quiet. So they died. It was sad. It was. You just, uh, just fade to black while these guys were just sitting there, like, hanging out. It was very, uh, it was very just like matter of fact. I hope they finished that whiskey. At one point, well, they do I, open that whiskey. Yeah, they, he's like, they better finish that whiskey. The the one guy wanted to drink port. He was like, ah, oh, look at me drinking port like I'm an admiral. Like I'm an admiral. <laughs> Blarmy. Blarmy. <laughs> it was pretty good. Uh, I liked all the characters for the most part. Except I was like, for, port. <laughs> like I liked the characters I was supposed to like. And oh, I it wasn't like whiskey though. It was port, right? No, I no. Got... They had they had whiskey and port. Okay. The, the guys were drinking whiskey, and he was like, "Can I drink port instead? Can I be port captain? I'd love some port." <laughs> and these guys are all British, so they sound just like this. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah. Overall, though, I I really like the movie. I would tell people to watch it if you could find it. Yeah. Good luck. It's a scavenger hunt. Uh, oh, you know what we didn't talk about was our Halloween festive beer. Yep. It's nothing to do with submarines and death. No. But it's spooky. It's really good. Uh, so I went to Trader Joe's, and they had these Howling Gourds pumpkin ale. It's like a seasonal item for Halloween. And I was like, eh, it's probably not very good. It's like 24 IBU, 7% alcohol, which is a lot, I feel like, for a beer yeah, for the most part. More than, more than average. 5.4, I think. Uh, I like I opened it and smelled it, and it smelled like pumpkin. Yeah, it's like somebody murdered a whole pumpkin. Yeah. It in here. Took my first drink, and it tasted like pumpkin pie. I was, I was pleasantly surprised. Me too. This it's is delicious. definitely a drink it for me. It is a drink it for me. Delicious beer. I'm going to probably buy more of these. Well, there's the end of our disaster movie section. Wait, what do you review it at? How many... Uh, wait, I'll go first. The Richter scale. Oh, the Richter scale. We haven't done this scale. What's the... Oh, yeah. The Richter scale. We don't do it for the MCU. We haven't done the Richter scale. Yeah. Oh, the Richter scale. Yo, the Richter scale. We haven't done the Richter scale in a while. Oh. Oh. The Richter scale. The Richter scale. <laughs> so what are, you, what, are you, what are you doing with this? What'd you like about it? What'd you hate about it? How many points are you going to give it on the Richter scale? It's hard with old movies because I can't take them out of context. Yeah. I just see the art and like the like where stuff started, and I see like we're all learning to make films, and this is like you're seeing that process firsthand when you watch a movie like this. Right. So I, I reviewed it almost at a curve. If it was like today, I'd say, "Oh, this is a boring, stupid movie. Nothing happened." But the fact that it's from the '50s, you can't. It's, we're not. We don't exist in a vacuum, right? Right. And outside the vacuum, yeah, I would give this movie a seven point three six. Seven point three six on the Richter scale. Yeah, the acting was great. I really enjoyed the acting. I liked the performances. I was sold. Even. Um, the sets were awesome. I liked when they were filmed the tanks in. What I didn't like about this movie was, I mean, what anybody's not gonna like about this movie, it nothing really happens. You're just hanging out with these people. You're literally just hanging out with them for about an hour. 
You're learning about their lives. You're learning. You're so you just, just don't like character driven movies. Yeah. Slowly. It's slow. Yeah. They don't even really talk about much. And they hint at the problems they're having. Like, uh, Snipe doesn't say, my wife's cheating on me. He goes, she goes out dancing a lot. It's a very <laughs> British way to handle. <laughs> it's a very British way to very, handle very English way to handle their problems. Was yeah. just, you say it, but you use the words surrounding the problem <laughs> instead of nailing it down. It's implied. Yeah. You have to be smart enough to, to, to see what he's referring to. Right. What do you think, Greg? Would you, could you get this on your patent uh, scale? I would give this right around the same, like a seven, seven and a half on the Gregster scale. Uh, it was the stuff I did like about it was that, I mean, the dialogue was really good. It had to be really good at that point because there wasn't a whole lot of like special effects stuff that could really be done. The sets all looked really good. Like I said, I didn't feel as claustrophobic as I would have expected to feel in a submarine, right. but I don't know if that's just kind of how they were in the fifties or not. So I'm, I'm not sure. Yeah. Uh, you know, it would be hard to film in something that would it back then probably too, you know, like around, I always thought the sub would have like rounded walls a little bit more and like, you would look you'd feel like a little more squished yeah but yeah. they were in the captain's quarters too. right but yeah so i felt uh like this movie i definitely had to pay attention to it's not the sort of movie that you could just have on in the background and skip stuff because there was always something going on as far as the characters and their conversations there was very little filler uh that wasn't a conversation that led immediately into what was actually going on and they didn't um, really change tone right cadence he had to really listen like right. when when the when the uh, first mate got sick, it was hard to kind of figure out what was happening there. Yep. Like what was causing it. And it was it was a struggle too because they had accents that I do not hear very frequently <laughs> and were using terms that I might not be familiar with. Um what I didn't like about the movie, it was black and white. Did yeah, you know I was that? gonna say, yeah. Why didn't movies come out in color? I couldn't find a color version so, anywhere. Maybe it was just a version we found. Honestly, there 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 aren't a whole lot of like solid gripes that I have about it. It just you're right, it was a little slow. Um, and it wasn't, it wasn't as action heavy as we're used to. So those would be two strikes against, but I mean, overall there, there wasn't like one thing that was bad. It yeah. wasn't boring for me at any point. In modern disaster movies, man fights the elements. Right. In this movie, the elements, man just surrenders to the elements and hopes for the best. Yeah. It was pretty wild. Yeah. Yeah. It was, a uh, unceremonious when they dumped them back in the ocean. That's for sure. Imagine so. like the rock playing the captain now, but all the same things happen. Just, what a I waste of muscle. Yeah. <laughs> I'll just pull this cable up and pull him up myself. That's <laughs> that's what would happen. The rock could pull up this entire ship. His hand's bleeding, but he's doing it. <laughs> yep. Heroic music. He's just gotten shot in the leg. <laughs> his daughter's standing by watching. Doe-eyed. <laughs> With her boyfriend, who's not anywhere near as strong or right. as impressive as the rock. We've seen that movie, right? And then he runs up and grabs the cable to try and help, and they make eye contact for a second. He nods. And there's the nod. <laughs> Twinkle in his eye. But the Finally earns the rock's anyways. respect. And then the, the last scene is the rock giving him shit about not being strong, but then laughing with him. But he has to punch a, like a, a shark as it jumps out of the water. Yep. Or punching something. a shark with his free hand while pulling the boat up with his other. <laughs> All right, so we just described the movie we should be making. The reboot of yeah. Operation Disaster. <laughs> Operation Disaster Part 2. <laughs> the Rock. The Rock shows up to save ship, to save people. The Rock shows up to rescue him, though. <laughs> Richard Attenborough is dead, but that's fine. We're going to CG him into the movie. It's fine. And we'll Leaving use, it on there all this time. <laughs> we'll use David Attenborough for the voice, so it'll be like watching life on the BBC. But with The Rock <laughs> and a CG Richard Listen. Attenborough. Sign up for our Patreon, and our million-dollar goal will be rebooting this movie. 
with The Rock. I'll tell you what. We are going to start a GoFundMe. We need about $500 million, and we're making this movie. Although, so, I do kind of want to remake this movie with The Rock and not have any action scenes, shoot, scene for scene, which is The Rock as the captain, but just hype <laughs> it as The Rock and show all these scenes where like he looks really strong, he's doing something heroic, but that's just him like like dealing the cards yeah, with the guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So... Thanks again for everybody. Once again, check us out on the Facebook. You can listen to us everywhere. Mash the like button. Um, hit just, that. Just hit it. Smash just, that just like button. Five stars all the time, all the way through. Like and subscribe. Yeah. Five stars. We, we lost us. a star the other day. We're not. We, we somebody gave us a four star review the other day. Who fucking? Cares? It's like they don't even. They don't even listen. I. We are a five star podcast. We are not a five star podcast, a Richard. Five star. Richard, podcast. I got bad news am, for you. We're not a five star <laughs> podcast. Here's here's a here's a little bite of reality for you. We're bite, like a three a star at best. A little podcast, nibble reality, all right? Rate us three stars or better or less. Be honest with us. Send us some reviews. Email us. Call us. Walk in on us. Yeah, just show up. Show up yeah. where I work. That's yeah, fine. That's fine. Come on in. Yep. I mean, I work in a place that's open to the public, so head on over. We'll see you there. Yeah. We'll hang out. All right. Happy to see you. All right, guys. See ya. Well, we're we doing the do anything else? Are we good? We done? We letting people Two, go here? Zero, one. Dude, you don't even know the phone seven, number. Seven eight six nine one. You don't even know the phone number. One four two zero nine seven eight one nine one one three. Why do we even have a phone number song if you don't even you're not even gonna remember it? I had one beer. We had a song, man. This is why I have after after This the last, is why we had the song so people would yeah, easily remember but it. But this is why after the last endgame episode editing it, I realized I can't start drinking until we start recording. I get mushy brain. I get mushy brain.